Systematic. Systematic. Recorded in Humble Park, Chicago. Systematic podcast. Hosted by twin sisters. It's a magic podcast. Alexis and Samantha. Samantha. Just in case your friends have systematic podcast. Hey, welcome back to Systematic Podcast, a show about politics, pop culture, and sisterhood. We're your hosts. Yeah, um, I'm Sam. I'm Alexis. And this is episode three, season two. Yes. And for this episode, we're going to do a mini episode, essentially, where Sam and I are just going to try and catch everyone up on current events as they pertain to politics and pop culture. So the first topic that we have to address in this episode is the tragic and horrific police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, um, which is really not very far at all from Chicago. Mm -hmm. If you're, I mean, if if you're unfamiliar with the situation that we're referring to um just like a quick summary the police in kenosha wisconsin shot an on another unarmed black man seven times in the back as he was just walking to his car in front of his three children that were in the back seat we're grateful that he has survived but he's now paralyzed yes um, he has life-altering um injuries as a consequence of this um just uncalled for excessive and lethal use of force by the police officers in Kenosha, um, not to mention the lifelong trauma that has been inflicted on his poor three children that were sitting just a feet or feet away from their father as he was being shot by the police. Right. And all of, I mean, the the bystanders, like this, this is causing trauma to a community there is people in the community that like witness this and i feel like people don't understand like it's not even just this one person and it's not even just their family like these situations have ripple effects throughout the community yeah i mean i I was listening today to a press conference where jacob's sister was speaking and she was saying that this is not the first time she's cried because of um someone being shot and harmed and killed by the police she said she's cried every single time that this happens she mentions sandra bland she mentions george floyd yeah and now it's happening again um to her own family um so yeah like sam was just saying this isn't just something that only affects um direct family members it's not something that only affects the community in this town um it's something that affects people all over the country and the world um who relate to loving people who look like jacob Mm -hmm. um and then having to live with the fear and anxiety and depression that comes with having a government and a state that allows this type of violence to be inflicted by our law enforcement officers on unarmed citizens and citizens period right it's infuriating and this is why uh, we're in the streets saying black lives matter this is why the protests are continuing the protests are not going to stop until there is real systemic changes and if this act of just utter brutality wasn't already enough for people in this country to have to grapple with and grieve over 
We had to wake up again this morning to horrific and tragic news from Kenosha um, last night as protesters were taking to the streets um, in outrage um, to demand change after the police shooting of Jacob. We saw armed militia groups, extremists, alt-right members, um, Blue Lives Matter supporters that showed up to the protests armed with assault rifles, guns, weapons mm-hmm. um and they were working with the police the police were communicating with them the police were thanking them for being there giving them water and what? these um militia men armed men being at the protest resulted in the murder of two protesters um kyle rittenhouse a 17 year old um from illinois from Antioch, crossed the border and murdered two protesters in cold blood in the streets with witnesses and it he, was also on camera it's and on, live stream it's on camera um he's then seen after murdering and shooting multiple people walking, walking away, away with an ar-15 still strapped to his chest walking right past several um police, police officers, officers while witnesses were screaming at the police asking them to apprehend him after he just killed people, people. Um, and the police still did not react they saw him mm-hmm. and they let him walk away free right um he wasn't apprehended until the next day um he's been arrested but i think that this says a lot about the state of our country yeah i mean this is the sad state of our country where in the same city in the same week you can have a black man who is simply walking to his car where his children are sitting in the back seat being shot at point blank range in the back by a police officer simply because by virtue of the color of his skin he is inherently perceived as being criminal as being a threat to police as being a threat to white people while you have a teenager a white male teenager with an assault rifle across his chest um who just murdered people can walk away walk directly past the police and be perceived as not a threat simply because of the privilege that the color of his skin offers him yeah and i think this is another really clear case in support of abolition and defunding the police because even in a scenario where it was very clear that violence was very likely tension was very high the police were there they were aware of these armed militiamen they did nothing to keep us safe they did nothing to stop these murders they did nothing to even try to apprehend the shooter at the time what are they doing they're not protecting us and they're literally in military and riot gear sitting in militarized vehicles that look like tanks we're paying them with our taxpayer dollars to sit in american streets in small towns and cities and play army as if american citizens taking to the street to exercise their constitutional right to assemble and have freedom of speech are some type of opposition force that needs to be met with militarized power um it's Mm -hmm. just 
completely absurd. It's also not lost on me that the police officer that originally uh, shot Jacob Blake in the back seven times is actually an SRO, that's a school resource officer. This is why students in Chicago have been organizing all summer to remove police officers from their schools um, because they feel unsafe. And in summary, they are not keeping our children safe in our schools. They are not keeping us safe in the streets. It's time that we start to reallocate money from the police budget and actually direct it towards resources and social services that do keep us safe. We know that this seems like a daunting task to accomplish and these things these changes aren't going to happen overnight mm -hmm. um it's going to take time and it's going to take struggle right i think that at the beginning of this uprising some people thought this was temporary and they didn't realize that we're in this for the long haul and in chicago that work looks like continuing to demand CPAC, Civilian Police Accountability Council, continuing to demand that we defund the police, and continuing to demand that we abolish ICE. Right. And we believe that we will win. So given this current state of our world, we know that there are a lot of people that are really hoping for and fighting for and praying for change. And one of the ways that we can all help and contribute to creating change is by voting. We are currently around 64 days away from the November 3rd general election when we'll be voting for the president and then all of the local positions as well. Right. And I just wanted to like note that voting um, is a really good tool and resource that we have to, you know, participate and be active in our in our society. Um, but it's not the, it's only, not the only answer. It's, a, it's not the only tool that we have. It's not the only pathway to change. Um, demonstrating and protesting and organizing in our communities are, are examples of other tools that we have to create change. And we should be using all of those tools. Yes. Um, so voting is definitely an important one, like Sam was saying. Um, mm -hmm. We can't just vote once or twice, a few times a year, and then go home and sit back and think that we've done our part. Right. No, there's work to be done every day. And that being said, there are a few different options that we have to cast, cast our ballot. Jinx. <laughs> um, yeah. So typically we have the traditional way when you go on election day to your local polling precinct mm -hmm. and you go in a little voting booth, you fill out your ballot and you hand it in. But given that we are living through an unprecedented pandemic right now um, and many polling precincts in different parts of the country and different parts of the city are known for being getting very crowded and having very long lines it may not be ideal for us to crowd up at election centers on election day um, so there's a few other options that you have you can do early voting which is something sam and i often do anyway so different states have different early voting windows but in illinois our early voting polling places open up more than a month before 
the general election. Our early voting opens up on September 24th, so you can go to elections.il.gov and find a list of early voting precincts. If you live in another state, you can use ballotready.org to find out how to do early voting. It's the same process as when you vote on election day. You just have a broader window of time, so you don't have to worry about fitting going to vote into your work schedule or your kid's school schedule on the actual day of the election. Um, You can go on a weekend, you can go like whenever is convenient if you have a day off Mm -hmm. um, to vote. And another good thing about early voting is that you can actually go to any of the early voting locations to submit your ballot. You don't have to vote in your precinct if you go to vote early voting. On election day, you need to go to where you are registered to vote. Mm-hmm. That's where like your ID says that you're registered to vote. Like wherever your legal address on your ID is, you need to vote in that district. But if you go to vote early, then you can go to any of the open early voting locations. Yeah. So if you if there's a location that's close by to your job and you want to go on your lunch break, you can go to an early voting um, location that's closest to where you work or where you pick up your kids after school or mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so early voting is just really convenient. Um, and during a pandemic, um, it is likely to be safer because the window is so broad um there's usually only a few people there when we go to do early voting yeah you don't typically have to wait in a long line or anything like that so if you want to go in person to vote early voting is a great option if you do not feel safe going to early vote um if you have like immune system um, issues you don't want to risk exposure if you have like family members that are more at risk using mail-in ballots to vote is a really great option yeah and so they've already started sending out mail-in ballots i personally have received mine already if you're registered to vote you should have received it or be receiving one soon you can also request yes your you can mail-in request ballot. a mail-in ballot we have the link listed in our link tree on our instagram page so definitely go there if you want to request a mail-in ballot or if you want the links you can send it to your mom or your grandparents because they're trying to figure out how to vote by mail um definitely hit up that link request that ballot Mm -hmm. in our link tree we also have another link that has a list of drop-off locations where you can simply drop off your ballot instead of actually having to mail it in and worrying about if the usps is gonna um deliver deliver it on time or what if something's going to happen to it um, yeah you can go drop it off at a box or yeah or give it to someone in your household um that can drop it off that can drop it off for you yeah right if you don't want to risk exposure yeah so we have a lot of options a lot of really good options that can keep us safe while going to vote or casting our ballot and it's really important um really important to encourage your family members and your friends make sure everyone is registered um in illinois you can actually register on election day so and up until then yes um you can register during early voting at your polling precinct you can check your voter registration status online if you're not sure if you are registered or not Mm -hmm. um and yeah if you completely forget or you don't have the time you can show up on election day at the precinct with i think two forms of identification and 
yeah, you can register that day and cast your ballot. Yeah, so make sure you're registered. Encourage um, everyone around you to be registered and inform yourself on all of the candidates and positions. Right. It's not just the president that we're voting for, guys. There's a lot of other um, candidates on the ballot that really have an impact on our local communities and on our city. Yep. And we'll, Sam and I will talk more about that as we get closer to the election and we'll put together our own ballot that we'll share with you all. Definitely. So we know that a lot of people are discouraged and have a lack of motivation and a lack of trust in our institutions. They're upset and for valid reasons. This is an unprecedented election and this may be the most important election uh, that we vote in in our lifetimes. Um, So to quote Michelle Obama, we need to vote like our lives depend on it. Yes, and to be more specific, we know that a lot of people aren't crazy motivated to vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, ourselves included. Um, But that being said, I want to reiterate this quote that's been circulating on social media a lot. It's talking about the idea that voting isn't a marriage. It's actually more analogous to the idea of taking public transportation. We're not waiting for this perfect person, the perfect one to come along. Um, We're waiting for the bus. And if there isn't a bus that's going to take us to the exact destination that we need to go to, We're not going to decide to not travel and not try and get to where we need to be. We're going to pick the bus that's going to drop us off at the destination closest to our ideal. And in this case, we have two options. There's the Trump bus that's currently on fire and going backwards. And there's the Biden bus, um, which we no isn't going to take us all the way to our destination um but hopefully it's going somewhere yeah so that's our election recap we'll definitely keep you updated as we count down these next 60 some days to the election cool now that we've made it through all of those very important but also very serious political topics let's switch gears and get into pop culture sam what do you want to cover first so i really wanted to talk about wap um cardi b's song featuring meg the stallion if you have not heard of this song you've probably not been on the internet um but it was a very controversial song that broke a lot of records it's the first female rap collaboration to hit number one on the billboards it also broke the record for the most amount of streams in the first week right is there another record it got over 93 million streams in the u.s alone in its first week yeah so they going crazy um the song is very raunchy and um explicit Explicit, but uh, i I kind of wanted to like address like they got like some backlash for that and just you know people wanting to criticize them um well i think a lot of people are trying to criticize this new generation of female rap well Mm -hmm. first we're seeing way more female rappers in the game than we have in the history of hip-hop um so just having a larger female presence in general is a change that people not everyone is enthusiastic about Mm -hmm. um even though there's like 
millions, millions of men, of men and many of industry. them that sound exactly the same. Uh, yeah. And then on top of that, a lot of people are very like have a lot of strong critiques around um, some of the raunchier um, styles of rapping within female rap, right? Um, which is pretty ridiculous considering yeah. how it, explicit rap is in general. Yeah, it's definitely a double standard um, between men and women. Um, they're the content of their lyrics, um, definitely a double standard. And these comments, when they're directed at women, are often sexist and misogynistic and you know men have uh, been doing similar things rapping about similar things for decades in their music um, and we're just here to say that we stan cardi and megan uh the song is really fucking catchy the visuals go crazy it's clear from the numbers that a lot of women and men and people period really enjoy this song and songs like it um it definitely can be really empowering because why can't women turn up too why can't women celebrate themselves and have fun and be unapologetic about their approach to sex they're allowed to do that so definitely check out the video if you have not seen it and um enjoy that wap and props to cardi and meg yes our girls so since we're talking about Meg, we definitely also have to address the horrible incident of domestic violence that she suffered um, at the hands of Tory Lanes. They, you know, long story short, got into um, an altercation after leaving a party in Los Angeles and he shot her in the foot in, or in, I think in both feet. Yeah, um, really like traumatic experience for her. And it was really unfortunate to see a lot of the responses on the internet to Meg. And it felt like people like didn't take it seriously. They were questioning if she was telling the truth. Right. Same. Just making jokes and mockery of a horrible act of violence that no one should have to experience. Right. Um, Yeah, it was really unfortunate that she had to come and like speak up for herself on more than one occasion. Meanwhile, Tory Lanez has been silent and to our knowledge is not being charged with any crimes. Um, So we really just wanted to address the situation and speak on how it's really a case on full display of how number one, women are victim blamed and not taken seriously when they experience violence. And number two, that the pain that women endure, especially black women and women of color is often minimized so with that i just want to say um that we fully believe meg and um support her she's just so resilient yeah very resilient and we just you know hope that she um has all the support around her and love and that she is able to heal as well as you know all other women that are experiencing gender-based violence or domestic violence across the world Next thing that I wanted to discuss was some quick Netflix recommendations. I have two and they're so good. If you're looking for something new to watch, the first one is a documentary. It's called Disclosure. It's by Laverne Cox, who is an amazing woman, trans activist, and the documentary is about trans visibility and kind of the history of trans visibility and representation specifically like in media and in hollywood um and it's it's like super informative maybe you don't know that much about 
the trans community or trans history and this is just a really um, good way to learn more about that um, it's really important for us um, to inform ourselves and I just really learned a lot I feel like some people have this idea that like being transgender is new for some reason and it's not people have always identified with different genders all throughout history this kind of shows how they've been represented in film or just people who are like more uh, gender fluid and you get to hear from a lot of really prominent transgender voices actors advocates so go check that out i love laverne cox and this is definitely worth watching dope yeah i definitely i haven't had a chance to watch it yet um but laverne is just so amazing so i'm sure that she did a really great job with this documentary and i'm really looking forward to checking it out yes do you have another you said you had another netflix recommendation too yes my next one is um also a documentary um it is the walter mercado documentary mucho mucho amor um such a great documentary if you're not from the latinx community you may not know who walter mercado is um but if you are latinx there's like a very high chance that you grew up watching your abuelas and your tias your mom watching walter mercado he's a fucking barrier breaking icon he's the first person ever to have a tv show solely based on astrology um, and horoscopes yeah and not only did he go crazy and gain um critical fame um within the latin world but he also became an international um star with even like presidents and world leaders asking him to read their horoscopes yeah he was um definitely an international phenomenon and um this documentary you know shows like his upbringing and talks about his life and we we won't get into spoilers but it it goes into a lot about his story that i had no idea he was going through definitely yeah i don't want to ruin it but um super interesting and he also is like a gender fluid icon too um that's like a big part of the documentary too people always trying to like identify his gender because he's like very like flamboyant and like makeup and these crazy capes very um, elaborate yeah. and the latin american world is not a cultural context that ha is historically known for being accepting of the queer community so he definitely he broke so many yeah like barriers being authentically like himself and it's just such a sweet and loving person that inspired so many people so it's an amazing story yeah and super relatable which is interesting in a lot of ways because you know we saw him like growing up on tv but like his story still just like translates across generations and across countries yeah so definitely check out both of those documentaries so good and so worth your time so as we approach the end of this episode just want to say if you guys have any questions or any feedback or any topics that you want us to discuss um please hit us up hit our email hit our dms you know we um love to hear from you and rate and review us on whatever platform streaming platform that you're listening to us on yes and tell a friend to tune in thank you so much and we'll be back soon with a new guest but before closing out we have to take a moment to pay our respects to a beautiful soul that we lost this week we unfortunately got the news that chadwick boseman has 
lost a four-year battle to cancer um, and our heart goes out to his family and to all those grieving this profound loss he contributed so much to the world of film to the characters that he brought to the screen. He broke so many barriers in terms of representation from his iconic role as King T'Challa in Black Panther to other roles in films such as The Five Bloods and Avengers and so many others. He's gone, but his work will live on forever and it will continue to live on in the young children that now believe that they can be a superhero because of him. Picked up where my father left a child Goldie sneak up on me, black and pala Scar me, do me dirty like Mufasa I had all this magic, all this brown I went to the beach to look for a lie